This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast. In this episode, I am going to be previewing week 14 of the NFL season. I'll go through some of the key matchups this week, give some of my predictions and betting angles as well. It's crazy to say that we're already in week 14 of the NFL season. Only four weeks left in this regular season before we get to the playoffs, so we're really getting down to this home stretch here. All right, with that being said, we are going to jump into these week 14 matchups now. And let's start with the first game of week 14, and that is the Thursday night matchup where the New England Patriots will be traveling out to L.A. to take on the Rams. It's a little crazy that we're talking about the Patriots as a possible playoff team still. About a month ago, it looked like their season was going to be a lost cause. They started the year 2-5. and five. They've gone 4-1 and one since then, so they've won four of their last five games. It's not always pretty the way they win. It's actually pretty ugly. It's very unconventional, but they have been getting it done. They've been competing, and they've ultimately been getting wins, at least in four of their last five they have. They run the ball very well. They're actually third in the NFL in average rushing yards per game. They do it through a committee approach with multiple running backs in Harris, in James White, in Rex Burkhead, in Sony Michelle, and then, of course, quarterback Cam Newton racks up a lot of rushing yards as well. So this is a rushing attack style offense. It's a fairly solid defense not as good as the Patriots are on defense in most years but it's been good enough to keep them in games while they try to control the clock with that running game and as I said before it's definitely been unconventional it's been a little bit ugly but they are putting together a late push here to try to fight themselves back into a playoff spot and they have a tough matchup this week the Rams have been a very consistent team this entire season they currently sit at eight and four atop the NFC West division the Rams are actually the only team in the NFL that have both a top five offense as well as a top five defense. That defense led, of course, by superstar Aaron Donald, who may be your defensive MVP this year, and Jalen Ramsey on the back end, who's one of, if not the best corner in all of football. It's an opportunistic defense. It's a defense that gets a ton of sacks. They're in the top five in the NFL and sacks created, so very good defense. And then on offense, it's a very good balance attack. They also use a running back by committee approach with Henderson, Akers, and Brown sharing the carries out of that backfield. And then they like to work off of the play action when the running game gets going with Jared Goff throwing it to guys like Cup, Woods, Reynolds, and Higby. So all of that being said, this is a very interesting matchup here. Two different styles of play, two different outlooks of teams and how they got to this point so far. It's actually a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years ago when the Patriots defeated the Rams. So the Rams will be looking to get some revenge maybe from that game. It is a Thursday night. It is in LA and I generally do like to favor the home teams in these Thursday matchups on the short week. I do think that the Rams are going to find a way to win this game. They are the more complete and consistent team than the Patriots. But when I look at this point spread right now, it sits at six and a half. I think I take the points with the Patriots to cover that six and a half point spread. I think they are going to keep it close as they have been doing during this winning streak of there. They play defense. They run the ball. I think they'll be using that same game plan here. And as long as Cam Newton doesn't turn the ball over, I think they will keep this a close game. But ultimately, I think that the Rams will win by three or four. So that is my prediction for the Thursday night showdown. The Rams win, but from a betting angle, we like the Patriots plus 6.5. Okay, moving on to Sunday now in the early slate of games. We have an interesting match 
matchup here between the Kansas City Chiefs who are going to travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been probably the most surprising team in the NFL this year. They currently sit at 8-4. and four. They have one of the best defenses in all of football. They don't score a ton of points, but they haven't really had to because their defense has pretty much been shutting everyone down. The defense that also creates a whole bunch of turnovers, which has helped them as well. And again, just one of the more surprising teams. This was a team that I think most expected to be at least in the bottom half of the league, if not maybe in the bottom 10 in the league. But here they sit at 8-4 and four through 12 games and currently holding one of those playoff spots out in the AFC. This will obviously be their biggest test to this point as the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs come to Miami. Look, there's not enough good things you can say about this Chiefs team, in particular their offense, which when they're clicking is absolutely unstoppable. When Mahomes is slinging it to Hill and Kelsey and they're just all on the same page, there's really no stopping this offense. That's obviously going to be the big challenge here for the Dolphins, a team that does not score a bunch of points. Can they slow down the Chiefs a little bit? Can they do what seems impossible and get Mahomes to maybe turn the ball over? He only has two of them all season, so they're very hard to come by. And ultimately, will the Dolphins be able to control the clock and keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible? In my opinion, this is too big of an ask from this Dolphins team. I don't think they're quite ready to win a game like this. I think Kansas City is going to go into Miami, and I think they're going to win by two scores. This spread currently sits at seven and a half. I think that's too low. I think as the week goes on, that spread is actually going to go up. So I take it now, Kansas City minus seven and a half in Miami. Okay, so the next game that I'm going to look at here in that early slate of games on Sunday is the Minnesota Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, these are two teams who have been very inconsistent all year. They've had some good high points, and they've also had some low points. The Vikings coming off of a win over the Jaguars in which they had to go to overtime and barely snuck away with that victory. They also had a disappointing loss to the Cowboys a few weeks ago. So the Vikings do sit at 6-6. Six and six. They are still in position to possibly get one of these playoff spots in the NFC, but they've been very inconsistent on a week-to-week basis. Sometimes they look like they definitely belong in these NFC playoffs, and other times they look like they have no business at all being in the playoffs. So we'll see which Viking team shows up here against the Bucks team, who has all that firepower on offense, but it seems their biggest issue is, is when teams can get a little bit of pressure on Tom Brady, he's been absolutely terrible under pressure this season. When he has a clean pocket and he has a little bit of time to throw the ball, he's putting up great numbers, but teams are now blitzing him. They're getting after him and his numbers against the blitz when he's rushed have been very, very poor, especially over these last few weeks. I expect the Vikings to use that same strategy. Mike Zimmer being a defensive head coach and a very good defensive coach as well, I think he's going to have a good game plan going into this one. I think he's going to attack Tom Brady as he should and not let him sit back and pick their defense apart. I actually think that the Vikings may upset the Buccaneers in this game behind their running game with, of course, Dalvin Cook, who is one of the best running backs in football right now. He's currently second in the NFL in rushing behind only Derrick Henry. I think if he can get it going at all in Tampa Bay and the Vikings blitz can get to Brady just a little bit, I would not be surprised at all if the Vikings steal a victory in this one. Right now, they are getting six and a half points. I love that line right now. Give me the Vikings. 
plus six and a half in Tampa Bay. And again, don't be surprised if they pull the upset here. Okay, now moving on to the later slated games on Sunday. The first one I want to take a look at is a very important game for the AFC playoff picture, and that is going to be the Indianapolis Colts going out to Vegas to take on the Raiders. These are another two teams who have been a little bit inconsistent as this year has played out. The Colts are a team that really just like to run the ball and play defense. This is the best defense in the NFL right now. They are very, very good on that side of the ball. They are good at running the ball as well which they like to do and their problem this year is the same problem that I've been saying since before this season has started and it's that quarterback Philip Rivers is not good anymore he's a turnover machine which goes against everything that these Colts want to do offensively which is control the clock and play a defensive smash mouth type of game when Rivers is turning the ball over like he has that's when the Colts have been getting into some trouble I'll say the same thing about the Colts that I've said all year I said it before the year too I would love this team chances to make a run at a Super Bowl this year if they had a better quarterback. I think the quarterback is their biggest problem. I think that Phillip Rivers is completely done at this point. He is not the guy that's going to lead this team anywhere in my opinion. So even though they are a very good team, I don't see them doing much come playoff time for that reason. Now when you look at the other side of the ball in the Raiders, they're coming off of a miracle win surprisingly over the winless Jets. It took a Hail Mary pass at the end of the game where the Jets really just made a stupid defensive play call blitzing everybody and leaving zero coverage and Ruggs getting behind that defense for the late touchdown. Absolutely miserable call. It actually got Greg Williams fired. He no longer has his job because of how bad of a call that was. But nonetheless, the Raiders did steal that victory. They moved to 7-5 and five on the year. This Raiders team is another one that I kind of feel like some weeks they look like they absolutely deserve to get a playoff spot and can be a somewhat dangerous team while other weeks they look like they have no business being in the playoffs and they can lose to just about anybody as they almost did against the Jets last week but I guess in their defense their star running back Josh Jacobs was out for that Jet game he is what they focus their offense around they run it all through him they like to feed him early and often and then Carr gets some openings in the passing game based off of what Jacobs is able to do in the running game in particular to tight end Darren Waller. So when Jacobs is in and Jacobs is playing well, this offense looks very good under those circumstances, but it's going to be tough going for Jacobs against this Colts defense, which as I said, is the best defense in football and is very, very good against the run. The Colts are going to be focused, I would think, on shutting down Jacobs, on shutting down the running game and forcing Carr to beat them through the air, which is not the style of offense that the Raiders really want to be playing, especially against this defense who's very good against the pass as well. So this is a very interesting matchup, a tough matchup. Neither of these teams am I particularly high on right now for different reasons. If I had to pick a winner in this game, I think that the Colts will find a way to get the victory. It's not a bet that I'm going to be making this week from a betting angle. Looking at this game, I think one thing that looks attractive is maybe the under. I think the total sitting a little high in this one. It's at 50.5 right now with both teams really wanting to run the ball and control the clock. I could see this being a lower scoring game. So from a betting angle, we are going to look at under 50.5. We're not going to be playing a side, but if I had to pick a winner, I guess I would take the Colts. Okay, so now let's move on to the primetime Sunday night matchup, and it's a really good one this week. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. These have been not only two of the best teams in the 
AFC this year, but two of the best teams in all of football all year long. And being that it is a primetime game, I think this game has a very playoff feel to it, which is really exciting with the playoffs only four weeks away at this point. So this is obviously going to be a big test for both of these teams. It'll be a good measuring stick for how they're looking heading into this final stretch run and into the playoffs. Both of these teams having high hopes for their playoff run this year and aspirations of hopefully making a Super Bowl this season. Both of these quarterbacks have been very good all year. Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers, Josh Allen for the Bills. It's interesting that Ben Roethlisberger this year has completely changed the way that he's played football after missing last year due to injury. He used to be a guy who used to extend plays longer than anybody, roll out, avoid tacklers, big guy, he could shed some tacklers. This year, he actually releases the ball quicker than anybody else in all of football. So a complete philosophy change for Ben Roethlisberger and the way that the Steelers are using him in the passing game. He has three very good receivers that he's been throwing the ball to in Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. And then their defense is one of the best defenses in all of football, led by one of the best players in all of football in TJ Watt coming off that edge. He is right in that top three defensive MVP voting this year. He's having a phenomenal season again, and so is safety Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Look, the Steelers defense is just solid top to bottom. They're very, very good in particular against the run. They create turnovers. It's just one of the best defenses in all of football. Now, when you look at the Bills, their defense was kind of supposed to be one of the best defenses in football as it was last year. It hasn't really worked out that way for the Bills this season. They do still have Trey White, who's one of the best corners in all of football, so he'll have his hands full with either Smith-Schuster, Johnson, or Claypool. Whichever one Trey White is covering, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger will be looking that way too much. Lucky for him, he has the other two options of whoever Trey White is not covering. But as for the Bills' offense, it goes through Josh Allen. Josh Allen has had an awesome season. He's so much improved from last year, in my opinion. He looks like he learned a lot from his mistakes that he made last year, and he's corrected a lot of them this season. He's actually playing like a top five quarterback probably in all of football right now with his dual threat running and passing. His accuracy was an issue in the past. It seems to have improved this year. It's definitely gotten better. And in my opinion, the thing that kind of changed everything for this Bills team was acquiring Stephon Diggs in the offseason. It was the missing link from last year. They did not have a true number one wide receiver. They do now. And Diggs is having one of the best wide receiver seasons in all of football right now. He's right up there, right around 1,000 yards receiving already, closing in on 100 catches. Diggs is having a great year. Allen loves having him on that offense. It's really changed everything for this offense and made them so much more dynamic than they were a year ago. That, of course, paired with those improvements that Josh Allen has made. So all of that being said, this is a very interesting matchup, a very fun matchup. As I said before, this has a very playoff feel to it. It's two teams that could see each other again in the playoffs, possibly. And as for my prediction, give me the Bills to get a win in Buffalo on Sunday night. I could see this game going either way. I'm going to favor Buffalo slightly. The 
current point spread sits at one and a half. The Steelers being favored by one and a half. I think that point spread's kind of irrelevant right now. Give me the Buffalo Bills money line plus 110 to upset the Steelers in Buffalo. So the final matchup that we want to get to now is the Monday night matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. This game will be played in Cleveland. The Browns are another one of the more surprising teams this season, in my opinion. They currently sit at 9-3, and three, which is much better than I thought that they would be this year. Head coach Kevin Stefanski seems to have made all the difference for this team. He has them playing much smarter football, more of a smash-mouth style of football. He's put Baker Mayfield in better positions to win. He has Baker playing much smarter football. In fact, Baker actually has the longest streak in the NFL right now without throwing an interception. That is huge for him because turnovers were a problem for him in the past. It seems that Stefanski and his crew have been able to limit those turnovers by Baker, which has made a world of difference for this team, as you can see in their record sitting at 9-3. and three. But look, the main thing with this Browns team is the running game. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that one-two punch, it's probably the best in all of football for a one-two rushing punch. They run the ball often. They're very good at it. They get a lot of yards on the ground, and they try to control the game that way. Look, the Ravens are another team who like to run the ball and control the clock, so that's kind of the battle there, right? Who can run it better? Who can hold the ball longer? But this Ravens team, they're really struggling right now. This is a team that started the year 5-1, and one, and since that 5-1 and one start, they've really, really struggled from that point. They're going to try to get back on track in this game against the Browns team, who they absolutely dominated the first time they played them earlier in the year. They will be looking to repeat that. The Browns will be looking to avenge the loss. As I said before, I think that the rushing and clock control is really the key here. Who can get more success on the ground? Who can control the time of possessions? And then, of course, the turnovers. If either of these teams turn it over, it's going to be, I think, big trouble for the team that does. But in a clean game, as long as Baker does not turn the ball over, I think that the Browns can actually win this game and move to 10-3 and on the season, avenge their loss earlier in the year against the Ravens, and continue their impressive run and improvement from last season. So, again, give me the Browns to get a win here and stay hot. The point spread in this one is also pretty irrelevant. It currently just sits at minus one for the Ravens. I'm going to take the Browns money line, minus 105, throw out the point spread. The Browns get it done in Cleveland on Monday night. Okay, and with that, we have now concluded our week 14 NFL preview episode. We pointed out the key matchups in the week, gave you our picks and predictions for those matchups. We will do the same thing next week for week 15 and these last couple weeks of the NFL season as it winds down and gets to the playoffs. We will also do a playoff outlook for what teams need moving forward to punch their ticket to those playoffs. So a lot of exciting stuff coming up in this final stretch of the NFL. I will be here for all of it. I hope you join me for those episodes. Until then, follow me on Twitter. The handle is at Adam Hole Sports. It's on Instagram as well, but Twitter is the main social media that I use for all of my picks, all of my updates, and all of my recent news. So make sure you follow me there. Again, on Twitter, it's at Adam Hole Sports. I thank you again for tuning into this episode. This has been Adam Hulse. I hope you join me again next week.